going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what to do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Munu. I'm back hosting once again, and I'm joined with my boy, Weisenberg. I'm not happy. <laughs> my boy, Prez, is in the building. Yo, what's good? My fellow Gunners in the building, Crofty. I'm ecstatic. Jeez. <laughs> and also Rapid Drew is also in the building. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, <laughs> the energy levels are kinda kinda <laughs> you know, as you can tell, I'm smiling from north to south right now. Um north to south, east to west even, what the hell? That's it. Um people using <laughs> adjectives to, to, to describe <laughs> their mood and that. <laughs> I'm even forgetting the the compass settings right now. But um, it's been a very, very good week for my boys, Lagunas. And you know what? Before we go into the games, I'm sure everyone's now watched it. Um, The All or Nothing documentary. Mm. Mm. What are we saying? But actually, you know what? Can I I kick off? And I'm not going to be positive because Prez... Mm-hmm. You said in the chat, yeah, how I, I, I see what you're saying now. You're saying that they, they, they kind of started out in a way to be pro Arteta. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were your views again? I, I kind of see what you're coming from. Yeah, man. I, I've, I felt in comparison to maybe other do, uh, all or nothing documentaries, they, um, they, they didn't do so much of hiding the negative and kind of laid everything a bit more bare in comparison to this documentary, I felt it was very, as you say, pro Arteta trying to, um, I guess, promote the positivity around the club, um, the positivity around the decisions he made and just the general support of Arteta as a manager, as a coach, as a person, really. And I'm not saying that they should have painted him in a bad light or anything or, you know, whatever else, but like even just looking back on human season in real time, and sort of the negativity around bad results coming from Arsenal fans themselves. Like I thought it was a little bit of a contrast to what we saw in the documentary. And it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that rawness about like, you know, the emotions from the Arsenal fans and, you know, you know, how they felt like, you know, as the bad results were happening, whatever else, not making sort of thought. But I felt it was kind of like a, the way it ended was kind of like a, you know, Arteta rides off into the sunset on his horse and we go again to see another day kind of thing. But yeah, that was just my take. No, do you know, I, I do see where you're coming from because we didn't, they didn't really, I'm on episode five, but mm-hmm. um, well, I'm about to start six. They didn't really touch on all the bad points apart from the start. Obviously, you know, the final episode does touch on our bottle towards the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there were clips like I just found quite cringeworthy. Um, I think one when Edu was in the... Um, in the breakfast, in the, in the canteen, talking to someone about Arteta and about saying, "Oh yeah, look, he's dealt well with the pressure and whatnot." I find it quite cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, let me open up to the rest of the boys, Andy, um, Shalom, and Jake. I know you guys have all watched it. Now, what were your thoughts on the documentary? What goes first? <laughs> let's have Arsenal. Let let's have another Arsenal. Oh, okay. okay. I can't. Are you going or am I going? Since I'm Arsenal, I guess by default. Drew, <laughs> go ahead, man. 
Okay, I'll do. Well, um, I'll start with that. I agree with Prez's take on um, the all or nothing. Listen, Prez, listen, I'm agreeing with you. So, Can you imagine? Bloody hell. <laughs> Count my lucky stars on that. <laughs> the reason why, in regards to the rawness, is you're correct. I think what I did is after watching this all or nothing, I took a gander down to the other all or nothings, like mm-hmm. Brazil and then the city, and you're correct. There isn't as much as rawness as you will you will find in the Arsenal all or nothing in comparison to, say, City. But... What I do take out of out of that is that this all or nothing has given the the fans an insight into how these players feel about the club, and mm-hmm. following that is given this drive and this connection with the fans and the the players. And I think this has been apart from you know the 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 things you pointed out, Prez. I think this has been a masterstroke, and I think it's been perfect. It's come at a very per- from a, from very, an Arsenal point of view. It's, it's yeah. very, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's come, it's come, and yeah. a good timing. We're starting the season. All or nothing is out. The the guys can see like what happened last last season. The fact they did affect the players. The players know it's out. So they everyone has to come up, you know, come step with their, their best foot forward. That I think has helped us massively. But I do take your point. I do take your point. So yeah, Drew, what are you what are you gonna say? Yeah, let's hear. Yeah, from no, man. I think like you guys, you guys have, have hit the nail on the head there, man. But I do agree as well, like on your side as well, that it's been interesting to see how um, Arteta navigated last season with the highs and lows, especially in the beginning, and how we as a manager specifically. Um, yeah, yeah, he's 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 pretty he's pretty intense and looks like he's hard on the players, but at the same time, he I like in terms of him and the media, like I said this in the group chat before, I like the way he deals with the media and how he doesn't necessarily throw his players under the bus, even when he could have, you know, like against Newcastle or the games against Southampton, Brighton, etc. You know, certain managers that had their all or nothing last season, they, you know, they would have, <laughs> they would have run bars already, you get me? But Arteta <laughs> kind of, kind of stuck to his players. You know what I found funny, yeah? I don't know if you might notice, yeah? You know, like in the first couple, I think it was like one of the first three episodes where like the pressure was on, um, was on Arteta and he had a talk with like, not the Indian Don, but like one of the owner's son, the director. What's his name again? Yeah, Josh, Josh Cronkite. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> like, if, you see the ner- if you see the nerves on Arteta's face, yeah, Arteta yeah. thought he was going to get the sack. <laughs> oh, did he, did he? I didn't even clock that, you know? Nah, yeah, but nah, like... Nah, clock it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good well. one. But I rate, I, rate, I rate that, you know, because I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of like sacking managers too early. So I rate that Arsenal actually stuck by him, man, and... Hopefully, you know, it will, it will reap its own rewards, man. The way Arsenal want their rewards to be reaped, I guess. He, he definitely gives me Pep Junior vibes, though. Like, just his mannerisms and the way he, um, his, his sort of team talks. I, I saw a lot of um, similarities in, yeah, the way he handled these team talks and the players individually in the dressing room. You know, getting in players' faces and just, like, really animated and always having, like, a message at the end of every team talk. Like just looking at the the all or nothing documentary of City, uh, they're very very similar. So yeah. No, you're correct. You're correct. He does. Um, I mean, he did train on the Pep. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Um, I want to go to you. I want to go to you, Jake, for this next one because I want to just discuss how um, they you you feel they dealt with the whole Bamian situation, and obviously the reason why I say to you, Jake, is you're heavily linked with Bamian coming back to the um, UK. Um, People say you're not Arsenal, must... so you won't roll. <laughs> not me, boy. But hey, they're not here to defend themselves. So <laughs> they're here, boy. Sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. <laughs> um, how do we feel about that whole situation? I was actually surprised that he um, went to Barca, even though they're saying his, his dad lives there. But I didn't know that he went there without t- telling them. But Jake, how did you feel that that was all handled, the whole Bambiang situation? Um, well, I mean, there's two ways to put it, isn't it? Like, you guys obviously suffered last season without his goals so you could say that he handled it poorly that he could have just put up with him for that half season but to be honest I I I agree with the way Arteta does it like at the end of the day if you're going to hire a manager you need to hire their principles and you need to hire what they stand for Arteta spoke a lot during that whole program and outside of it about building the culture and rebuilding the culture really at Arsenal he had a captaincy figure who it just got more and more like he didn't rely upon him. Like the whole, he was building a dossier on all his um, transgressions and all the conversations they've had and all the evidence he's got towards him. Like this wasn't just a a momentary lapse where Arteta's maybe gone a bit too far. This is, in Arteta's eyes, a build-up, isn't it? Like he was just getting more and more tired and it was just a final straw. And he's gone get rid I think you guys would have kept on to him bar the fact that he just decided to go to Barcelona by himself like to me that sort of proved his point was correct like it just screamed at that, at that point but at that point there were already in negotiations with Barcelona there's been in negotiations and then there's literally flying out without telling anyone like th- th- for me there's just a way to conduct yourself if you're desperate for a move that's absolutely fine but you don't take a however many hour flight and yeah. not tell anyone about it at the club. I mean, I mean, Jake, that's that just shows the how broken the relationship was between Aubameyang and Arsenal at that point. To just on your willingly just fly off to Barca and just you know force the move because that's what he was doing. He was forcing the move. So yeah, I agree with you. I think the the communication was just him and Teta, man, because the rest of the Arsenal <laughs> they they, they loved him it back. It looked, yeah. Because yeah. I think it was just him and Arteta, and the club just backed Arteta on that, which is which is good from the club, to be honest. I mean, if he like, I think who made that point was it Munio or something in the group chat? If he was scoring goals, that would have been a different conversation. But the fact yeah, that nah, he I wasn't, said that, of course, yeah, of yeah, course. the fact, yeah, he wasn't banging in the goals. He, he wasn't he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be, to be doing. Highest paid player in the club, not you know, showing what a captain should be showing, you are not in the position to bargain with Arteta. So I agree with what Arteta did and I'm happy Arsenal backed Arteta in regards to Aubameyang. Yeah, I think it's it's one of them ones where like at the time it might not make sense and people were questioning uh, why weren't the goals replaced, etc. But now look, um, you know, how many other months on, 
You've got a new striker that's probably going to lead your line for the for the foreseeable future. So, you know, it's just about kind of having that foresight, um, which I do kind of commend Arteta for. Like he was probably just looking at the bigger picture all along, um, and yeah, he reaped the ben- he's reaping the benefits of that now. So, but yeah, it does sound like you know the general um, feedback from what I've heard from people. It has made those Arsenal fans that were unsure about Arteta to fall in. And tr- not say trust the process, but see what he wants to build. But let's not talk too much because I know obviously some people have not completely finished it. Um, let's go straight into the games, man. And we're going to rewind it back a bit. Um, Liverpool played Crystal Palace um, on a, on the Monday night last week. Uh, last week, sorry. And um, Andy didn't go quite to plan, man. Like you were battering them for the first like 25, 30 minutes, and it looked like. Once you got your first goal, it was gonna, as you said prior to the game, it could be one of those five nils, three nils, whatnot. But um, Palace hit you guys on the counter. You got back. Um, obviously, you know, one of the biggest talking points, the new boy, um, Nunes, losing his head a bit um, and headbutting. Um, was it Anderson? Yep. Liverpool yeah. managed to get back into the game with a wonder goal. Um from Diaz, I love the footwork and the finish as well was unreal. So two two finished, uh, second point for Liverpool, two out of two at the moment. Andy, man, let's hear it. Um, this uh, first of all, this was a much better performance um, reaction, performance wise from the guys in regards to the Fulham game. Uh, like you said, in the first twenty five or something, we absolutely battered. I think the whole game we absolutely battered them to be honest. But I think. Crystal Palace um, and Patrick Vieira. I think we saw glimpses of that also in the Arsenal game, where they are. I think they are an excellent like counter-attacking team, and uh, Wilfried Zaha as well. He's looking like he's um, he's he's found an extra gear in terms of like his goal scoring because I did not expect him to slot that in from that angle, to be honest. Because normally keeper would save that or we go wide or. He'll try the near post thing, but he actually hit it side net from that angle. So I was quite surprised about that. I also thought Van Dijk could have done a little bit better, but he hesitated towards the end. But it is what it is, man. Uh, we got down to 10 men and it even seemed that when we got down to 10 men, we started playing even better. Uh, Diaz got his goal. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the second. Um, but yeah, I was impressed with, with Crystal Palace in general as well, man, with the way they defended, especially Anderson as well. I've been I've been a fan of Anderson for a minute to be honest. Um, yeah, two points in regards to yeah, two points out of two. It's not good. Um, the game against United now away at OT, it's an absolute must win. Um, even though I'm expecting a draw, but yeah. Um, we'll move on to that game, but can we just quickly touch on um, Vieira's Palace man? Because mm. um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to gas myself up because we should be beat them but you can see something there with what he's building no 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 <laughs> we can see there's something there for sure Zaha's playing his best football again got a brace this weekend mm-hmm. um, he was yeah man let's hear it prick. This yeah. Yeah. yeah he was um, I mean sorry Moon. I was going to say Um, I think it's the wider question here is that we're having not only Palace, if you look at Palace, Newcastle, Brighton, Leeds, who else? I think there's one one club I'm forgetting. These managers are stepping Fulham. up. 
Fulham as well. They are stepping up. So it's more of a question to more or less um, congratulate and ad- accept that we are having great managers in the league. They're really pushing their clubs, even though their clubs do they don't have the same backing or financial backing as like the big four. So th- to me, that's that shows the the, the premise taking and a next a bigger step into the quality in general. But that's my take on it. Yeah, I think yeah, just to kind of uh, I guess bring the focus back onto to Palace as well and and the individuals that Drew's already mentioned. I think Eze, you know, we spoke about Eze a couple of seasons ago, and you know there was the whole um, half agenda, half you know sort of query or inquiry around you know how where is he in comparison to Saka, and does he have any more gears to go up? I think. At the moment, it's clear to say that, you know, Saka's currently winning that battle. But I think in terms of Eze settling into the league and understanding his role within this Palace team, he's really coming coming into his own. And even the game against Villa on the weekend um, and the the partnership slash link-up between him and Zaha, you know, once Eze sort of got on that half turn, he's very, very good, good at gliding past players. He's not the quickest, but he gets that half a yard of pace that takes him past the um, the opposing player and then he gets out into open space. Yeah. Um, and then when he finds Zaha, Zaha usually makes something happen. I think I would like to see maybe him just get a little bit more um, clued up with his his final ball and his decision making um, and his finishing as well. But I feel like he's got he's got all the tools, man. He, he does look good. How old is Eze again? Uh, I think he's like 24. Ooh, Do you guys reckon he has... Another gear in him to step up. Prez does. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I think he does, man. I like. Yeah, go on, Drew. Yeah, I think he does, but I think he doesn't because based on the way Shalom answered on question, that I I understand why he's going. I think. Look with Eze with Eze like with players like Eze like it's just a mentality thing in it, and it's just like are you willing to um improve on your your mishaps and obviously as you rightly pointed out like his decision making also for me his decision making is is quite poor at the moment mm-hmm. i don't even think it's like good um, mm-hmm. and i think like decision making is even it's, it's what makes a player good compare mm-hmm. sa to like uh, odegaard at arsenal right and mm-hmm. you would look at them on the surface and you would be like there's not much between them but Odegaard's decision making is probably ten times better than Eze, which which would make him the better player, right? So I think like Eze needs to he needs to really work on the decision making and not, you know, only pass when Zaha demands it, but mm. obviously when the Mateo makes a run, when a Jordan mm. Ayu makes a run as well. When you cut you get me, like mm. that's what he that's where he needs to get into his game. And then I think he can definitely get onto that level, man. He has the potential for sure. And as potential, this Palace team really has a lot of potential. Um, I don't know if those knows that have been catching that documentary on Channel 4 that does follow um, the youngsters um, at Crystal Palace in the academies. Again, that is something that I would heavily uh, recommend people to check out. Um, before we move away from Palace um, and we do the preview for the big game tomorrow, did you lot see Zaha and Martinez' little beef? Do you know one thing about Zaha, yeah? He's a great footballer, but he just needs to find his head. He's trying to do <laughs> passer passer for no reason. I've clocked um, against Liverpool. He never does it, you know. 
He never does it against Lukaku. Ah, come on, man. I swear to God. I swear to God. I've never seen him throw a strop against a Liverpool player. He's a whiner, though. That, but that's just his his game. He gets into your head by whining. Yeah. It, it adds to the shithousery element yeah. of his game. Yeah, we love <laughs> that, man. We love that side, bro. And... Um, as you said there, Andy, he didn't do nothing. Well, he doesn't do it against Liverpool. But one thing that he did do, that stupid stat was broken about dribbling past um, Van Dijk. Wasn't that already broken? Or Didn't Mitrovic Yeah, Mitrovic did it and Fulham. My bad, but it's happened again. Oh, so, yeah. Andy, obviously, let's now start looking forward to the, your next game, the big one, and we're going to get present to this. How how are you feeling coming into this game, man? Because boy, we laugh at United, two games, two defeats. Yeah, it's fair, man. We can get the smokers. You. You're right, man. We we deserve we low key deserve the smoke as well. The only thing that we can say is that we're not we we've not been beaten yet, in it. So, but we we deserve the smoke as well, not on an equal level. But yeah, um, I think like I would have been much more happier to go into that game with a win against Palace, um, because now. I feel like even United, even though they're, it's, it's, it looks like and it sounds like they're down and out, against Liverpool, they may be smelling blood. And it's a perfect game for for United to bounce back, you know, to, to make a statement. So this is, why, this is the only reason why I'm worried. However, we should win, man, and we should collect all three. And uh, obviously at the moment, Arsenal are running away with it. The other big teams are dropping uh. points, so... We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be dropping any more points, man. At this stage, especially against teams that are, you know, not informed. So, I want the three points, man. Just want to let our listeners know that Arsenal are not running away with anything. However, Andy, um, I'm saying you might. You might in it. I'm saying you might. (laughs) If we drop drop points, then it might be long. Munya with a caveat. (laughs) Boy, gotta gotta put the disclaimers early. Um, What are you saying? What straight three piece or? Um, to be honest, I predicted two two. Um, but yeah, it needs to it, it needs to be a five 0 again, man. When I'm sorry, man, it needs to be one of them where like where people where people know like ah oh, Liverpool, we're still the Don Dadas in it. It needs to be one of them, bro. Them ones we've been away from. Well, who's scoring the five? Jordan Henderson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Was that meant to be a? Let me get the United boy in uh, prayers, man. I mean, like I said, two games, two defeat. It's not really looking good, bruv. Um, but an opportunity here, back at yep. home. Um, you know how much this game means to the fans. Um, obviously, we may say this is bigger than the uh, Manchester derby. Um, one of the biggest watched games. With the news of Casemiro coming in, great addition to the club. Will he be fit for the game? Do you know? I don't think he would have had uh, all the process completed. Yeah, I don't think he'll be completed by then. <clears throat> but with the team you have now, man, how how confident are you coming into this game, or do you, are you preparing yourself for another loss? Unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the the first three games I'm expecting those to be L's. Um, we're really at you know sort of like groundhog day at the moment in terms of this is kind of the bottom of the bottom um and at the moment there doesn't appear to be uh, any sign of that improving uh for now however um 
what I would expect to see is something better than our last two showings. Even if I'm not expecting us to win the game, but getting popped by Brentford 4-0 in 30 minutes is not good enough in any capacity. Uh, for any any brand or breed of United team that exists in history, that's just not good enough. Um, so, in my opinion, it can't. The only way is up, really. So, a better performance, a better showing of uh, of the players, uh, just a little bit more character, a little bit more spine, um, and yeah, that that's really really all I can ask. I'm not expecting to 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 get anything out of the game, and I think there'll probably be a lot of like. Drama. That's so, your team, man. They'll be, <laughs> yeah. Call me what you want, man, but we know where it is at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's also going to be like a little bit of drama um, surrounding the club as well with the rumored walkout that the fans are planning. Yes. Um, yes. Um, prob- I don't know if I was might be jumping the gun there with your segue, but I no, guess we no, can no. we Unless can you, jump into yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to go into that. I mean, let, let's, let's go straight into it now because I was saying this is going to be a, those type of games where it can change your season. However, with this proposed walkout, it could do the opposite because these are the type of games that could kickstart the season and or knock you back. Now, mm-hmm. we had this before and we had to move the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it was more... That last one, sorry, it wasn't a walkout. They... they, they um, Raided the pitch. Yeah, yeah. They're broken to the ground and whatnot. But this is now a walkout. Now, I don't really see what's going on there. So it shouldn't affect the game. However, mentally for the players, I don't think it's going to be great for them to see. Mm. Yeah, especially, especially if they, you know, a large portion of the United fans actually commit to doing it. It, it will definitely, you know, have an impact on... Uh, the players, I would imagine, because it's obviously something that will. Do you feel like it's going to happen? Like, do you feel uh, like it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen on mass, but I think there will be like sections around the ground that might see it through. Because you know, like on social media, you get um, people saying one thing, then when it comes to the day, they decide on yeah. doing something else. So, yeah, I reckon it'll be yeah, exactly. I reckon it'll be like a portion of the fans that commit to it, but then others will just be like. You know, this is probably the only time I'm going to get to OT this year. I'm going to watch my team kind of thing. So It's a big game, like I said. So Andy's predicting a win for them. Um, how are you feeling there? What's your prediction? Yeah, like a I... draw, mate. Oh, sorry, draw. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like I said, I think um, I'm, I'm not expecting a win. Um, I'm expecting a better showing of ourselves from a character perspective, but I'm not expecting us to win, no. Boy. Hey, it's it's going to be a good game. I'm slightly annoyed it's a Monday night. Maybe they've done that way so that they can stop the fans from walking out when it's cold. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe it's less disruption. I don't I don't know why they did it as a Monday night. Um, but it's what it is. We move. Uh, shalom, man. Mm-hmm. Let's come over to you, my guy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> like I said, I, I got my coordinates right, guys. I'm smiling from west to east. You know? <laughs> um, the Gunas, three games, three wins. Um, I believe it's now, what, how many goals? Oh, I've lost count. Nine goals scored. <laughs> yeah. Um, a massive contrast to this time last season where we were three games, three defeats on minus seven goal difference, or nine, so even. Um, yeah. I mean, in my predictions, 
I said in the, in the first six games, I won't say what it was, but by now, I predicted us to have about four points. I thought Palace were going to do us over. I yeah. thought we are going to draw to Leicester. Mm-hmm. But that's the Leicester one changed because of their outgoings. I, we're going to touch on Leicester later because yeah, yeah. it's a freaking mess over there. And so we got the dub there. <laughs> and then with Bournemouth, it's, it was going to be a W. But three games, three wins, man. It, it, it is looking good, bruv. It's looking good. It is looking good. It is looking good. I mean, when I, similar to you, when we were the first game of the season away to Crystal Palace, I thought, okay, we, we will struggle here. Then I thought a bit better and I thought, well, on paper, we have a better team. So we should go out there and do Crystal Palace over. And that's what happened. So clearly we're in a, we're in a situation for me where I think we can safely say that we have a good team, a good 11. Let's just put it that way. The rest of the people on the, on the bench, the rest of the players, a bit questionable, but good 11. And that's what's shown. It, it, um, the, the team took Crystal Palace. Um, we need to have that conversation. We need to rehash that conversation regarding Ben White and Zaha, seeing what Zaha has done to other teams. Because like I said, I think Ben mm. White didn't have that much of a bad game looking at what Zaha has done to other teams. But let's move on. Um, Leicester. Uh, nah, nah, I think, I think. <laughs> Andy, Andy, we'll come back to Andy, we'll come back to you. He tried to. <laughs> I'm not saying White the is, is the best right back. I'm saying, look at he Are you saying White is, the, White is the one that's handled Zaha? No, 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 no. That sounds like, it sounds like that's what you're saying. No, 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 that's not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying White is this like the marauding right back, the best. No, I'm not saying that. No, 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 I'm being straight. Is White the best, best, best defender that's handled Zaha? No, no, I'm saying he's the best so far. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the that's, rest that's have what I said. Struggled. Yeah, do you, the do you, he's the best so, so far. What, like, so so far, White didn't so struggle on, on this season. Yes, so, he did struggle. He okay. did struggle in, in some part of the games in in the game that's actually, cap. but he has done better than the rest. I mean, the alternative point could be then who? Yeah, you have you have Saliba who who helped him. You had Saka who dropped back, and I guess that that goes more to how Arsenal are playing this season, that the fact that all their players are actually doing the defensive work, well done. But I'm just saying, let's not get too carried away, that White did do a good job. And that's what I was trying to a say. A good job. Okay, He did a good job. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. Okay, are we good? I, I wasn't on no, because I, I don't <laughs> agree. Munya, what do you think? Bro. Why yeah, got pumped, so boy? I, I wasn't an episode when we discussed the Palace win, and I, I, Shalom, I can't really agree with what you're saying because I feel fine. personally, I feel like he struggled a bit. He gave away. His, mm. I still remember him giving away a silly free kick, which gave me a yellow card for no reason. Mm. Um, half the time, in my opinion, Saliba was bailing him out. Yeah, and that's how I see it. And I've always said, like, with this Arsenal lineup, which I want to actually go back into you on something that you said. Mm. The one thing I'm changing in this starting eleven is the right back. And Tommy has to come in for me. I just feel Ben White, even though he did good against Bournemouth, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, His process were poor, you know, though. Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah, apart, apart, apart yeah, yeah. from the, well, the one order that one, wasn't second... that Ben White? Yeah. Or was that Saka? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, apart Shalom. from one, but he had, he had yeah, bare. That's the one that he was. Just... But he had bare crosses. Yeah. And mm. I, I have seen it, though, Andy. If you look back at um, our third goal against Leicester... I think they're trying this thing where he just 
put Spurs into the box because that's where the keeper fumbled it. He did something similar, which wasn't working out. He really can't whip it. So for me, it has to be Tommy. Um, I just don't feel... I feel confident with every other player on the pitch. Buzz Xhaka here and then. But with Ben White on the right, boy, I, I just... That's the only position I'm not, I'm not too um, confident about. So to go back to what Prez was saying here, I, I, I can't completely agree with that game against Palace. I feel... Saliba had to bail him out sometimes. Um, yeah. I want to quickly touch on the fact that you said there that this is our strongest eleven, but our bench isn't as strong. I, again, I'm going to have to disagree here. I mean, it could be stronger, yes, but looking at our bench on the weekend, we had Tierney, which is a yeah. good option. Smith okay. Rowe, good option. Inketia, meh. Bohodin, meh. Tommy, mm-hmm. good. Vieira, mm-hmm. good. Sambi Lokonga, he's getting there, so I can't criticise him too much. And Renoni, for me, I'm going to say good, because I feel that's what he is. He's not a starter, he's someone to do clutch. This is also leads me to the point where I feel like we should not get rid of Pepe. Because Pepe... Go, go for it, go for it. You know the funny thing? If you ask people, what do you want? They will say two or three signings, which shows that most Arsenal fans, from what I'm watching, we need extra body. But regards to Pepe, don't you think we should we should let him go? Because he hasn't he's he hasn't contributing enough to the team. So in that case, just let him go. Let him go find form somewhere. Don't you agree? I'm I, I'm seeing it as an option to come off the bench and give us something different. I mean, if you mm. feel like he can't, then I guess let's let him go because you know when it comes to <laughs> I hate to say it, but he found his clutch in Europa League. I feel like we're going to miss him in the Europa League when we might need to give the others a rest. He will start those games. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I just feel like maybe it's a bit too soon to be letting him go, man. But we'll see. If we do let him go, we need so to... So it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not done yet? It's... No, no, not, it's not yet. It's not just comp- going to Nice, isn't it? Apparently it's going through, but that's the rumour he's going to Nice, as Salom said. But if he does fall through, guys, as in like, if he's going to leave, the club need to be ready to have someone in. Yeah, facts. I, I mean, you you obviously did um, <laughs> rightly point out that you guys have a squad, but I do think that that will be your downfall or your, let's say, not downfall, but where you guys will struggle over the course of the season. And in my VAR bar in 4K entry, I think you know, you guys need to also take into consideration and it's a valid point that you guys are in Europe this year, which is more competition than you you faced last year. So with the squad that you currently have, it's unknown whether it's sufficient enough to go through that kind of grueling season, you know, with the with the consideration of injuries as well, with the consideration of the World Cup in between and what that could mean for the your your starters coming back because you have you do have quite a few internationals in your team. So it's yeah, it remains to be seen and yes it's all I guess hypotheticals if you'd want to call it that, but it's theoretically theoretically we have seen these things in the past, right? Um, and we can use different cl- different clubs as examples of where that's happened. So that's just that's just my my take on that. I mean, that's fact. Mooney, do we talk about the Bournemouth game? Because I'm guessing that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let, let's go with it, man. We'll, um, 
<laughs> you see the way he changed. You see the way he changed the subject. Man's getting rattled. Man's getting rattled. And and you man say that it's me that gets rattled when it's when talking about clubs. Okay. I'm just giving the people what they want, man. They want to hear about the Bournemouth game, so we give them. The this isn't. This is not. A, this isn't AFTV. This is. This is Var Bar Podcast where we talk about everything. Get me. That man are going into. They're going into administration, man. They're not getting the views anymore. They're not oh, real? Views Swear. Anymore. No, oh, well, Arsenal shit. are winning, that's why. <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> um, but, I mean, again, do you know what? I was going to say he stood out from his goal, but do you know who actually stood out for me? Um, Zinchenko. Yeah. He had a... I was about to say a man's game, but you know what people get these days. Careful, man. Chenko had a great game. He had a great game. He had the uh, non-binary game. But- <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> um, I'm really happy with him now because at first I wasn't sure, but mm. as Tabo, my boy Tabo likes to say, I like to be proven wrong. Um, Shalom, how happy are you with his performance? Extremely happy. You just, you know when Reese Nelson calls him a Bala, like a baller. Like, you know, when someone like Reese Nelson like says someone is really good, especially. Well, holds weight, you know, yeah. Who, holds who, weight, who, yeah. Who's Man said Reese Nelson's Nelson? commentary no, no, holds no, weight. Man, two, man no, one goal no, in the Eredivisie no, last season. Me, no, 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 no. Let me tell you why. Because when this guy was coming from the youth academy and you ask people Come who's going to be the, the next bo- The bar is Reece in Nelson. heck. Long, the bar <laughs> is chilling with you know Hades right now, man. You know what, man? Can you let my boy finish? Can you let my boy finish? I could say Pep. I could say Pep. I could say Pep. I can say the City fans, I can say the City players, Zinchenko, but I'm saying, yeah, cool. That's the reason. Yeah, at least say that then. Don't say Reese Nelson. Okay, I'd rather just say what I want to say. And this is a, if someone from, uh, that's good and technical, as Reese says, this guy is good, then, you know, people... When did he last make a Premier League performance? I'm not talk, we're not talking about Reese's Premier League league performance so is he is he like is he is he like the godfather in the arsenal dressing room that his no, opinion exactly. holds that kind of weight no no not necessarily but i know ballers they say it is suge and... knight you know okay, <laughs> let's, let's go back but let's move it on <laughs> move it on moving on zinchenko was great it was he he didn't put a foot wrong in that game and I love the fact that he came from not the 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 the, the strategy of playing from come from left back to just supporting Partey, and just the beauty of seeing two technicians keep the ball. Yeah. That was just great. Yeah, that was just to be honest. amazing yeah. football, and that that just helped something like Jacker move Bam. forward. And yeah, Donny Donny was yeah. playing Cam, you know, at one point. Like you <laughs> know what Trent Cam. sometimes does. Yeah, bro, he yeah. was he was, but yeah, Zinchenko, he, yeah, he's better than I thought, man. Yeah, can't lie. And I think that's what we're seeing with both City um, buys. Gabriel, someone, I think I, I was no, watching. Gabriel, everyone knew, boy, apart from you. Yeah, apart from you, to be honest. What we're seeing, though, though, like, it's different, though. I feel like he's more I'm, unleashed. This is not what he would do in a City. But the thing like, is, we system. knew, bro. We knew. Mm. But that's what Fair we've been enough. saying. Our Arsenal, it will, it will free it up. 
No, no, no. Fair enough Hopefully. for you guys who had the crystal ball. Fair enough for me. I, he was, oh he was my days! Prayer, yeah? For me, I just prayers. You see the shalom? Yeah? <laughs> what am I hearing? <laughs> no, no. I've, I've always kept it consistent, though, boys. I've said I've always worried about his output in terms of goals, but in terms of being a good player, I never doubted Jesus. Mate, that offside, that offside goal, that offside yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. the chip, the chip, brother. Yeah. You, hey, even <laughs> even the lead up nine to the first goal. My lord. The yeah. strength. He, said, oh. he said to that new Donny, look the at PSV the PSV Donny. Andrew, you're Donny, boy. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got dragged. Um, Sensi? Sensi. Oh, my final. Senesi, Senesi. Yeah, the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got dragged at half time, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know what he's doing in this league, but good luck to him. He gave me that welcome to the Premier League badge, but he flew. And then Scotty Parker said, hey, take a breather at half time, boy. Um, some great football from um, Gab- from Gabriel Jesus um, to get the first goal. And do you know what I like? He didn't even get mad. Sorry, he didn't even score the first goal. Sorry, he didn't even get mad when um, Odegaard oh technically nicked the ball off him for the second one. But it's good to see, man, that everyone just wants to win. You know, there's no there's no individuals. He was even I'm, celebrating I'm a, like he has scored. I'm an ODG on, fan, man. I'm an ODG yeah. fan. If there's one Donny I like about your team, it's Od- Odegaard, man. He's not perfect. Yeah. And that's why I like there's there's massive room for him to improve. I think he's the one with the most potential in your team in terms mm-hmm. of being top top dollar. But ah, uh, he bro, Donny, bro, excuse me, yeah, but he can be like a baby KDB man if he keeps going. I'm sorry. That's true. Wow, that's a big shout. Gonna, I can see. Yeah, that's a very big shout. But I can I see it, man. I see the vision. Do you reckon he's the same the same mold as KDB? He's not the same mold because he hasn't mm. got the same intensity as KDB. Yeah, I think that he's just more real. He's more ozo with it. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. In terms of like importance, in terms of like dragging Arsenal, like you know oh, what I mean? Okay, got you. Mm. Yeah, I think in that mold, I can see that man. I I like him, man. I really like him, man. And I think Madrid may, may have snoozed, man. Low, low key, key low key. Thanks. Thanks. And boy, to put the cherry on the cake, ah, my boy, <laughs> William go. Saliba, bro. Do you know what's mad about that shot? You see, the, the, the tech was just joke. He he didn't actually put much tech into it. He just like yeah. whipped it as if he was making a cross. I thought and that was Jacko somewhere else. VVD could never, yeah. They were uh, scre- yeah, that screaming. That's what that's what Shalom wants to scream. That's what the screets are screaming. I've never, Dijk, I've never seen Van Dijk score a goal like that, so uh, I think Saliba's yeah, yeah, currently yeah. ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> that mace yeah. lyric there, man. <laughs> that's his. That's his go-to bar, man. Every, everyone talked about the response. <laughs> everyone talked about the response that the fans gave Saliba after the own goal, which wasn't his fault. But what a way to you know get back. And score your first goal for the club, like man, what what a finish! So happy for the for the guy, and um, yeah, press also goals, finally three. came round as well, man. Just yeah, he's the one for you guys. I have to hold my hands up, man. Yeah, I've, three game three games, I think, is enough to to pass a, a, a certain judgment of a player, and um, yeah, he yeah he's he's got a bright future. Can't lie, he does. I mean, I feel like next week. Yeah. Go on, Shalom, sorry. I'm, I'm saying he completed all his 76 passes in that game. 100% completion. Last time an oh, Arsenal gosh. defender did that was the 3 4 season. That's how mad that was. <laughs> Last time we won three games in our first our first three games in a row was 0-3-0-4. Yep. Yeah. Mm. 
It's mad. History has a funny way of repeating itself. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On what? You're screaming, Prez. On what? You know scre- <laughs> History has a funny and get me. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> but let's let's also now. I know Prez was. I know Prez was saying. You know, we can't judge him yet, whatnot, and um, he needs to come across a, a, a good team. I feel next week will be a big challenge for him. Um, Arsenal will go on to play Fulham and we know how Mitrovic can be so I feel like that's going to be a really good battle next weekend when Arsenal um, play Fulham so we'll see how he gets on there um, Mitrovic is on fire at the moment um, scoring a last minute goal uh, as Fulham beat Brentford I don't know if you guys saw as well the highlights that Ivan Tony was trying to be a bit of a shithousery yeah he, um, did the, he did the Mitrovic he, yeah, yeah. yeah. copied Mitrovic's celebration and then Mitrovic scored the winner that's bro wow. poetry Fulham made it <laughs> Fulham even tweeted it after as well alright with a picture of Ivan Tony you know what killed oh, me with man. the Ivan Tony thing yeah <laughs> he did the head you know Mitrovic does the head bob with it mm-hmm. Like he does this sort of head bob whilst he does the Luca Tony thing. <laughs> he did the exact same thing. That was funny. My man, man oh. was practicing the celebration the night before, man. He's got that. He's got something <laughs> against Fulham, boy. Uh, oh. So yeah, that was three points and three goals for Arsenal. And um, boy, this weekend, who Weisenberg, wake up, boy, because your team <laughs> wake up, three points. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> Wake, wake up, up, Mr. Wise. <laughs> 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 your, your, your team faced three points. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. Cheers, fella. Your your team also faced three points and three goals, but not in the way you have you'd have wanted it to be. It was a very very bad day in the office for Chelsea as they came out as losers to Leeds of all teams. You know, a rejuvenated Leeds squad um, who looked to be talking business at this rate they, they've been they've been on form Leeds I've, I've got to give it to them but I think all the boys in the bar can say we were quite shocked at the final result Jake what happened man um how, how do I put this best we were shit I think that's probably a nice easy way to go into it yeah we ju- we just got out four that's that's the short manner of it I mean United got absolutely heckled for how Brentford completely outran them. And we got outran by a similar distance. I think ours was like 11 kilometers at the end of it. Like Leeds were pressing everywhere. We just did not look like we were at the races after the first 10, 15 minutes. We created a couple of chances. Sterling had the ball in the net, but he was offside. And we just did not look good at all. That's I, I don't really know how else to put it. I thought, like, the Mendy mistake for the first goal, that's a freak mistake, but it, that's creeping more and more into his game right now. Like, mm. and yeah, that's entirely his fault as well. There's not a case of it was a bad pass or it was an outstanding press. I think, I can't, I think he could have had four touches of the ball before he lost mm. it. Like, just get it out, man, because he wasn't even mm. looking up either. If you even the second time when he, I watched like the highlights. Even like the second time when he kind of fumbled, he could have just kicked it away then. But he still tried to (laughs) get past the player. Just funny. Yeah, yeah, awful, awful, awful. And then immediately to concede a set piece straight afterwards, like that. It's just horrible defending from that point. It's just a, it's just a breakdown. It's not. 
even like that one you can't even pin like one person on it because it's a good run and a good delivery but at the end of the day you should be able to defend a set piece yeah and then yeah it was just we started the second half all, all right like we started to have a bit more control but then we took off Jorginho we took off Gallagher we left Loftus-Cheek as a lone six and we were just getting pulled apart left right and centre by going for the game it it was yeah I think for a Chelsea fan you can't defend the performance like I think for me the worst part is just the maddening consistency we've had recently or inconsistency, I should say. We are consistent in how inconsistent we are. Like, last week, we can go and absolutely dominate Spurs, who are a supposed title contender, and then go to Ellen Road and get shat on for 90 minutes against Leeds. Like, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Like, I'm when I look at this Chelsea team, I'm tired of seeing Reese James at right centre-back. It's... Shit, it does not yeah, work. Yeah, people, people are people are onto too sure about that, innit? How do you? I I hate it. I really do. I he needs to be right wing back, or he needs to be right back. Playing him at right centre back, like don't get me wrong, Reese is a decent defender, but you're just his main value is attacking. Like I think it's something stupid. Like his last twenty five Premier League games, he's contributed fifteen goals, which is better than like Trent, Robbo, players like that. Like. He's such an attacking threat, and yet at right centre back, you just negate so much of that. So, like, I think Tuchel right now is he he's desperately wants to play four at the back. He he can't see us winning anything with five at the back with this current team. He wants to play four at the back, but there's just not the personnel there for it. And players like Reese are really suffering because this game he wasn't he was nothing. A lot of the players were nothing, but he just. He couldn't get forward to offer anything to the attack. And defensively, you're just leaving him on a bit of an island. And just, yeah, I, I'm really disappointed today, to be quite frank. Like, I thought Gallagher, Gallagher's not a six. I think Gallagher's got a really bright potential, but he's not a six. He cannot build the play. Like, Leeds knew that. They were letting him have the ball, and then yeah. he was the pressing trigger. Yeah. And oh, yeah. people just... said, People said he would ease the eventual counter replacement. None of us, but... That's the talks yeah. I heard on the timeline, but it didn't. The audition didn't click. No, it didn't click for him. No, but which like I I can see why. I don't sit there and go, oh yeah, like shit. It's just not his position. You've just put a square peg into a round hole, and it's mm. quite frankly not worked. Um, Kulabali was shit today. He was he couldn't distribute whatsoever. He was constantly putting himself under pressure, thinking he had more time on the ball. Havertz disappeared. I don't think I, I noticed one good thing really he did all game. Mason had a good maybe 15, 20 minutes to start the second half, but again, absolutely nowhere. Loftus cheek was rubbish. Really, really rubbish today. Yeah, and, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know if people remember, it was like 20 minutes in, the ball got switched and he was in the box yeah, and he just and he had to hit it the first time. Yeah. yeah, why didn't he hit it there? I was actually oh, like, man. It was, it was maddening. It was truly maddening. Do you know, what, so, do you know what's crazy with, sorry Jay, we lost his cheek. I did see uh, one of our Chelsea boys retweet like a compilation of um, loss of cheek saying that this could be his turnaround season. But... <laughs> <laughs> the way you're talking, Jake, you're sound like a very disappointed parent. The next compilation that's going to be on the timeline for him is, them, you know, them compilations with the background music that's circus <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know, the circus background music. Right. That's the next one that's touching timeline, man. 
Yeah, it's it's. I think like you think last week when we just we were going down that right side constantly and we were overloading. That's because it worked because they were also playing five at the back. Like it created those natural holes. Whereas you know Leeds are going to line up four at the back. You know the formation. You know how they're going to play. It's completely predictable. It's just how well they perform it, right? Like, at that point, I'm just looking at the team selection going, why are we not playing Reese right wing back and putting in Azpilicueta back as centre back? Like, it's not necessarily a pace thing he needs to deal with because he will already play pretty deep anyways, but Reese can start to pin these wingers and this and these left backs back mm-hmm. yeah. and get us out. So, yeah, I've, I think, like, Tuco after the game said that it's not individual errors, it's, like... It, and all these other little things. It was he didn't make any excuses apart from that the coaching staff had to go up by a bus, which I don't care. Like get over it. But I think the most worrying part. <laughs> what is, the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Germans, wait, 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 wait. Oh, that's that's say that again. It. Say that again. So he brought up the fact like it wasn't ideal preparation because the players got a plane, but the coaching staff had to get a coach, which what? and. Like, uh, yeah, I just looked at him and went, okay, that's not my problem. It's not, it's not your problem either. Get on with it. Like, you, you must have struggled with the travel business again because, boy, what the hell? Yeah, that's Jake, exactly. Jake, I think this game has made me, more than any other game this season so far, has made me sort of realise that you guys need a striker. Of course. No, see, this is my problem. Like, I don't like if you put like so. When you mentioned at the start, we're apparently going to buy a Bemiang. What does a Bemiang solve? In the, genuinely, no, what does he solve in that yeah. team? Because we didn't get the ball to him. If you yeah. put him there, like I, I don't want a Bemiang. Just putting in a poacher in this team won't do anything for us. Mm. Like we have. I like, rebuttal is... that G. That's your dog, bro. Is he just a poacher. <laughs> Bro, it's Chelsea, man. I don't give a shit. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, being like, honest, man. <laughs> it, it, it generally doesn't. Aubameyang doesn't solve the problems in this team. Yes, we're not great at finishing, but what chances did we truly create this game? Sterling yeah. put one in, it was offside. Sterling had another one to start the game in the first minute, went off target. Fine. Like, mm. apart from that, what other chances did we but truly I, create? I, I think Jake, just, just look, like, sorry, Mace, just quickly, yeah. just... I look at this front three and I'm like, it's not it's not an every man for himself thing, but it's more like a, I I back myself to create an opportunity. Yeah, I back myself to create an opportunity for myself, so I'm gonna go with that option. Whereas, like, if you had had a striker, for example, I'm not saying Abamyang's the guy because I don't think he's the guy either. But if you had someone there to kind of to hit and bounce off, basically, yeah, basically what Lukaku should have been. I, I think that you you guys would probably look a little bit more fluid going forward because I, I, at the moment it just looks so disjointed. I don't know what you think about that. Oh well, I, I think we look incredibly disjointed. But yeah. again, like, I I don't want a poacher. I just don't yeah. like we. You can say a focal point, and I can I can agree with that. I think that makes sense. But putting in a Bamiang doesn't solve this team's problems no. right now. So it's Jake, not, like. Did... Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, go on, go on, go on, sorry. I was going to say, our our problem is, like, you look at this team, we rely on N'Golo Kante. This, Mm. like, Tuchel made the point, uh, like, I think it was like March, April last year, where it's like, Kante is our VVD or our KDB. Like, he's our number one player, and he absolutely is. But the problem is, he doesn't play more than, like, 25 games in a season. He can't stay fit, God bless him. And you're sat there, it's like, you can't rely on him. If you're saying he's our best player and he's our talisman, 
the fact is you can't do that anymore. Like you've just spent 170 million pounds and this team does not look any better. That's incredibly worrying. So the more I sit here, like when we first had the Frankie Young units, like, ah, now nah, we don't need him. We've got Kante, we've got Jorginho, we've got Kovacic, Callagher's coming through. I'm sat there, I'm like, we need Frankie De Jong. Like, mm. we need yeah. him more than he needs us. Yeah, you, guys, is, yeah. you guys need him as well. Yeah. yeah. So, Jake, so, I was just going to say, um, following what you said about Babiang, I did hear that the talks have kind of cooled off, right? And one name that now is coming into the picture is Ivan Tony. Would you take mm-hmm. him? I think Tony would be a decent signing, but the problem is, like, how much would it take to take Tony out of Brentford? Who, when, when you had Tammy, Tammy at home, Tammy, yeah, yeah you got, you've had Tammy. A, you've had that, and B, no, no offense to Tony, I think he is a very good player, and I think he would help us. Man's not even gotten an England squad yet. Like, you're gonna have to. Why would it, why would it, bro? Yeah, is is, is he not? He's, he's injured. He's injured. Oh, but okay. again, at the same time, I don't think Tuchel rates him as highly mm. as he does others. So that that's a different matter. But yeah, like just purely on Ivan Tony, think he's a very good player. I think he would help us. But you are going to have to pay Brentford. Bear in mind, it's this late in the window and they've seen our team already and his importance to their team. Like, what, 70 million? 70 mil for Ivan Tony? Well, think about it. Like, yeah. why, why would Brentford it, say, it. yeah. But it's like a, it's like a Grealish situation. Less. Yeah, it's like a Grealish situation, basically. So, are you going to get seventy million pounds worth out of Ivan Tony? Like, uh, if I'm Chelsea, I, I'll make a fifty mil offer, and that's it, man. You can't be paying seventy. I can't, li- I can't lie to you. Yeah, I can't lie to you because mm. Richarlison went for the same price, right? Mm. Give yeah. me Ivan Tony over Richarlison every single day. I agree. Even as a backup, I, 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 I agree. I'll subscribe the, to that. Yeah, I agree definitely. Because that that Richarlie, you... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, hey, I think my boy Steve Strider is not here to defend him. I know, I know. I think in terms of just like importance to Brentford, I think that's what probably adds another twenty, thirty million onto yeah. his price tag, yeah. which is, and I don't think. Um, Chelsea will be willing to make another close to hundred million pound mistake again. Should it not come off, so yeah, probably yeah, won't happen. Um, well, I mean, we we are going to be spending cash. Like mm-hmm. we're not done in this transfer window. I could easily see us spending another hundred million because I think we're going to sign for Farner now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think like the words coming out of Leicester now is they've they've lost what two out of their three games. Like they and Farner is now kicking off, not turning up to training. Like not in the right mindset, so I think really? they sell him now. Imagine. Yeah, I don't know if he's. That's what. Is it, that's is what it not um, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Anthony's yeah. doing. Right? That's that Anthony. Because um, no, Favana, Favana, Favana didn't turn up to training this week. No way. Damn. Damn. He's at the game though. He's at, Damn. He's at the game. Oh, he was in the stands. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. yeah. yeah I think it was Thursday. <laughs> he just didn't turn up. <laughs> Man. So he like he's now properly going into strop mode. It's just a weather case he. Well, when, if not if, he hands in his transfer request. But I think we signed for Fana. I feel like we are going to sign a Bemiang, But again, I don't think he's the solution of, to our problems. I'll be happily proved wrong. Don't get don't get me wrong. Who, who is your front three right now? What's, what's your front three right now? Havertz, Sterling, Sterling and Kai, Mason. And Sterling, Sterling looks sharp. I'm liking how Sterling's looking, no matter how much Tabo tries to tell me he smells. <laughs> like I think he's been the best of our front three for like he's been the yeah. much the best of our front three, but that's not saying much for our front three because Kai has been nowhere in two games and Mason has two been years. off the pot. 
Jake, hey, yeah. you won a Champions League final, bro. Nah, you know, that's going to dry up soon, Jake. Uh, people are calling <laughs> the inquest <laughs> for Havertz, man. Look, every, I said this after he won nah, the Champions League final. Honest, everyone yeah, can do that. Everyone <laughs> can do it, but he, he won care, the Champions but... League. I hear that. I hear that. Certain thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I won't argue with him. Jake. I won't argue. That, yeah. That's yeah, Donnie um, and Manny. Question, just for, because for me, I struggle with this with Chelsea. Who is your attacking creative player? Mount. Should be Mount. Mason. Mount, yeah. This is, the, this is the thing. I saw Chelsea today and I thought, Mason is not that guy. He's, he's mm. not that guy. Oh, I'm he's, bored of this. No, nah, he's I'm not bad. had a good start to the season, but yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. let's let's not let's not say he's not he's that guy. Boy, you know? Yeah, uh, let's not say bad. he's not. No, let's no, not no, say no. that because okay, he's me, been very key to. That, you know, let, let me refine. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I feel like when Chelsea are in trouble, you look towards Mason and he just doesn't deliver. So you see, I disagree completely. Short term. This is short term memory. Thing, I, I mean, fair so enough. You, I might be, I might be, you know, having short-termism here. But just looking at the game today, you, you would expect Mason to step up. To I step didn't up. see anything I hear from you, him. Because I hear you though. Because players like that, yeah, like I hear you. Because players like that against like teams like Leeds, you need them to step up. Especially against, yeah. you can be forgiven if it's Liverpool or like, or like City. City or something. But if it's like Leeds. Players like that need to step up, man. I get it. But Mason, to be honest, he has grace in my books, man, because yeah. last season he was instrumental for Chelsea. Last two seasons. Player of the year, two seasons okay. in a row. Like I'm I I I'm 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 bored of arguing for Mason Mount. Like I, I don't know what else he can put on paper. Like Everton played poorly. Can't deny that. Like yeah. and then Spurs, you look back at that game, we would we just couldn't find him. I don't know what it was with Mason, but you look back like there was no there was an article on the Athletic. He was in tons of space. Like he epitomised our overloads that game, and we could not get him the ball. It was so frustrating to look at that article, look back at the game, and be like, he would have walked in a couple of times. And then against Leeds, yeah, he was bad. Guess what? Everybody fucking else was like mm. it. I. I, I, yeah, I can't really do that much. Like, the best period we had in the game, the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, like, we, he was at the center of it. He was the yeah. one driving at it. He was the one dropping off, collecting the ball. Like, I'm going to defend that boy for ages because he is the one that's stepping up and has been for the last two years. Like, I don't know what else he can do to get the respect of others. That's Fair enough. Dog. But Jake, so obviously heavy defeat away from home. Um, any cause for concern at the moment? Oh, loads, 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 loads. loads. <laughs> Do you feel like you can bounce back? <laughs> well, we're gonna have to. That's the simple fact. I think that what the fact that we had a week to prepare for this and looked completely unprepared worries me the most. Like, how can you have a week just to focus on Leeds United and how they play football? And bear in mind, all of our clubs have to deal with the fact that usually you only get three days to prepare, right? Prepare, sorry, not repair. Yeah. Like, so the fact you've got double the amount of preparation time and you just looked out completely out of sorts. Like, Boy. yeah, that, that, that's the biggest indictment. So we've got less the next week at home. Like, you, that's, a, um, you have to win. You have to win. You have to yeah. show up because I from mean, that, we're going to have to start having two weeks. Before we move on to the next game, I did also want to touch on Leicester as you're playing them next week. Um, 
Really out of form at the moment. Um, quite worrying. Um, could be playing for final. Who knows? He could be in that squad or not. What are we saying though for Brendan? Like it, it's a bit messy over there. It, it I looks don't blame like Brendan. Leicester. Like this man. Because I don't know why he's not gone yet. What's that, Andy? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it, it looks like he has like um. You you, you get that? Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's got what? Sorry. Sorry, yeah, it looks like he got FA Cup grace from when he won the yeah, FA to Cup. Be honest, and to be honest, I don't know why he hasn't been sacked yet. It's because, like, well, was... at the end of the day, Les haven't signed anyone, and that's and he doesn't control recruitment. He has a say in it, like most managers do. But Leicester can't sell anyone, like, well, chosen not to sell anyone, and so he's dealing with the same team as last year. Like, all their recent signings, for the most part, have been off the boil. I, I I still think Brendan is a very good manager, but this team is yeah. just it needs new people in like you've it's got Madison or But they can't even retain I mean retain their current players, which is yeah. it's, it seems like a problem. I mean I know they've re signed Vardy for another two years, but I mean Vardy's like he's, Yeah, he's Boy. in his twilight years for real. So and hey, um, there's, a, there's a leaked video of him banging on the door asking for this contract because his missus, yeah, he's got <laughs> some serious debt. Boy, some serious some debt. debt Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, lawyer you know, lawyer thinks. Yeah, when you lose Boy, a court, even court payout, case. Even the payout. Yeah. Serious? You, pay you also have to pay bro. the other size court fees as well. So that's more on top of what you, what you have to pay out. Oh, and my also, days. reading it, um, what's her name? Um... When you win his Colleen. wife, Colleen. 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 Yeah, so yeah. What, what happens in the legal system is when you make an offer, right, and they don't accept it and it goes to court and you win, the, the court will look at that offer you made and say, okay, if you didn't accept this, because if you didn't accept at this time, we're here now, so I'm going to penalize you. So she's screwed. And she has to pay Colleen's like, um, law fees, which is nuts as well. It's just a lot of money. A lot of money, but this is mad though. We're, I'm, 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 I'm going off the Richter here, but this is mad. But this explains Vardy's like quick in and out in terms of the England squad. Do you guys remember where he was just like, oh, I yeah, quit yeah. England? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. 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 It, was Rooney playing I at think, that time? Yeah, Rooney was playing at that time still. Mm -hmm. Was he? Rooney he was, was, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was. That was last. I think Rooney's, Rooney's last international tournament was the same one that Vardy went to. Yeah. And after that, Vardy cut, I think. Yeah, Vardy cut after that. Nuts. It makes sense. Yeah. She put her husband in debt, man. Mad. Hey, here's what it is, man. But Jake, man, we'll see if you look and bounce back um, from this defeat as you go to Leicester. Hopefully, Jamie Vardy isn't having a party and um, you guys can get back to winning ways. Now, last but not least, Sea Striders is not here. Um... But we obviously have to cover his side, Spurs. They faced Wolves in the early kickoff on Saturday. Um, I saw some worrying stats. I mean, I don't know if Cal will be worried, but Spurs had not a shot on target in the first half, which is um, quite concerning because Calvin does say they've got the best front three. However, the man himself, Harry Kane, or as Calvin likes to say, Sir Harold, stepped up to the plate to score his. 250th Premier League, you know, sorry, Tottenham um, goal, but also he's 185th, I believe. Yeah, Aguero. Um, put him, 
Yeah, we're just talking about Aguero and getting closer to Alan Shearer's record. I mean, who's above him now? Three more players, isn't it? Is it Shearer, Rooney, and um, oh, he's passed. Andy? He's passed on Andy Cole, I think it is. Andy Cole, Andy Cole, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So about two goals, I Andy Cole. Yeah, the next player to catch is Andy Cole, which he obviously will, and then it'll be Rooney, and then ultimately Shearer. So one nil win for the Spurs. Um, Conte, you know, it wasn't convincing. Um, but they got the job done, which is what you need to do, you know, um, to be a team that wants to challenge for the top four, as realistically, I mean, some Spurs fans may say they might go for the title, but they got the three points, and I guess that's what the matters, lads. Any concerns? Because I feel like that's a worrying stat. When you when when you have a good front three, I won't say the best mm-hmm. is like Calvin, but you can't get a shot on target. Yeah, I saw that game. Found out? I wasn't yeah, sure whether sure. it was just Wolves being good or Spurs just being bad. Yet again, I'm not sure. Drew, Drew what are you going to say? I wasn't too sure. Because I know the game, the goal came from from Spurs putting pressure, which is obviously indicative of, of a good team to get that goal. But like you said, no shot on target for what, the first half or 30 minutes? Did you say that, Muno? First half. First half, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Spurs were poor. But also, I, was, I wasn't too sure how good good Wolves were because they did trouble Spurs, especially with their new guy, that Mateus Nunes. He almost scored. He looked looking good. Yeah, man. He looked good, man. But um, yeah, I, I thought, to be honest, man, I thought it was quite an even game. But obviously, Wolves were trying to apply pressure on Spurs from early and Spurs couldn't really get out. But there was moments that Spurs also... Uh, tried to force the issue, but they just weren't close to... They didn't come close to Wolves' goal. Um, and then, obviously, ultimately, when it mattered, with the Peri- uh, Son... I actually thought that was a Perisic corner, but it was a Son corner, which was sharp, man. And then it just f- f- flicked from Perisic. And then Kane, yeah, just... Yeah, he just... Gave, gave, the, gave the defender a hesitation shoulder. And then, yeah, man, lost him. And then back post, slotted it in. Great. That's a that's just a great striker's header, man. So that's that's if you look at that, yeah, you just know, yeah, sorry, striker. That's his bag as well. Yeah, yeah that's, that's his bag, bag man. <laughs> just everything about what Kane was doing for that corner was sorry, man. But yeah, other than that, man, even they brought on Adam Adam Atroyore. I was like, this guy still plays for Wolves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no oily arms, I nothing. Yeah, he was he was tired, man. Boy, I mean. He's not being missed at Barca. Um, Barca currently playing five minutes into the game, and Lewandowski's already broken his um, his first goal for La Liga, so he's not missed there. Um, but you know, it'll be it'll be interesting because I see um, Spurs. I know they can challenge. Tabo and Mitch nah, on here, nah, and I know they'll say nah, this. <laughs> nah, nah. Let him finish his question. I know, I know. Okay, sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. Just, just go for no, it. I want. I want to hear what. I want to hear what your question was before. Before because we respond. Tabo and Mitch will clearly say, "Why is he still at Spurs when he scored all these goals?" Spurs are not ready to challenge. I mean, this is what Andy will come in to say, in my opinion. Whereas Harry Kane has got all these goals, he could have had a trophy to his name. So, I mean, that that's two arguments there. Like, is it, is it, is it, how is his career going to be looked at if he keeps breaking his records but no trophies? But also, can he challenge something this season with Spurs? Because I'm hearing a lot of talk about how with Conte, Kane is being sort of a new project before he's too late. <laughs> that would hopefully help him get 
help him. If he keeps scoring, of course, he'll get and share his record. And if he score goals, you win games. So who knows? I mean, Andy, I, I mean, I was I was in that camp in it of saying, yeah, I think Spurs might be the one outside of Liverpool City to you know apply a little bit of pressure, etc. But nah, man, nah. I got gassed. And I know we're only in game week three, going into game week four, but I'm already convinced that Spurs are just doing up Spurs and nah. Top four though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top four for sure. I think it will definitely be between um, them and and Arsenal or maybe them and Arsenal will just make up the third or fourth spot, but Mm -hmm. or second or first, whatever. But yeah, uh, they're they're not challenging for the league, man. At least with Arsenal, you can kind of say that even though they played against like t- opposition that they should be but yeah at least with Arsenal you can say that but Spurs nah man I'm already convinced that nah it's not <laughs> happening man anyways lads it's been a pleasure it's time to head over to the bar um, we're going to take some shots and you know what it's been a while um, since I've been here taking a shot so <laughs> I'm going to start it off barman boy I want to take the first shot to my boy Big Willy. I know Toys doesn't like it, but hey, we didn't believe, but... Boy, it's a fam- this is a, a family show, brother. You get you me? have to say pause, man. You have to say <laughs> yeah, yeah, pause. Pause on that, boy. Yeah, yeah, wasn't there, wasn't there a movie called Free Willy? Wasn't there a movie called Free Willy? Get out of here. Also, also Will Smith's, Smith's debut album, Big Willy Star. Classic album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now we're... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, call it to control now. Um... Yeah, man. Um, first toast, I mean, first shot is for William Saliba. Um, great start to his Arsenal career. He scored an own goal last weekend that we all knew wasn't his fault. He learned from it. We supported it and his comeback stronger and then got a clean sheet plus his first goal for Arsenal, man. So, I mean, boy, that that's it, man. That That's what i got to say. William Saliba, thank you. Toasting, the franchise is here, man. <laughs> And Shalom, I know you got a shot. Yeah, I'm taking the same shot you did, man, for big William Saliba. I mean, if you if he retires and his kids ask him, Dad, how do you, how was your first goal for Arsenal? No, a lot of players will pick to that exact point, that exact goal, I mean. That was just a, a great goal to open your account for your on Arsenal. So big shots to him, big shots to Zinchenko, and also big shots to Jesus. Since he's come into this team, he's transformed us. So um, that's all I can say. And more of this, more of this, boys. Shots, shots, shots. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be back hosting with you, lovely boys. Um, I look forward to catching you guys next week. And as always, for our listeners, make sure your fantasy team is up to date. Make sure you're catching them points. Because, yes, at the end of the season, if you are top in our fantasy league, you'll be getting yourself a top of your choice for the upcoming season. Make sure you are following us on the socials. So that's Insta and Twitter. We've obviously now got TikTok, YouTube. Get on the likes, man. Peace. Get on it. Peace. Get on it. Peace. Hey, hi.